Well, here we are, Fork Sports Highway. We're on the air, guys. Um, tonight's show, Otani is out with a torn uh, UCL in his arm, second time around. Governor Burgum tears his Achilles tendon while uh, playing pickup basketball before the big... That's sports. Well, it is. Big OGOP debate. I played basketball against him. Uh, Dela Cruz, the fastest to 10 homers and 20 steals uh, in baseball history, uh, matching Barry Bonds. Uh, also, the fastest man on the bases uh, is Dela Cruz from first to third, or from home to third. That's Cincinnati guy, right? Cincinnati guy, Ellie Dela Cruz. Uh, Cincinnati's been on a tear ever since that guy came up. Um, Aja Wilson for the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA drops 53 points. I heard that one. I watched that game. Uh, boy, that gal can shoot. Uh, she's, she's fun to watch. Uh, Pull-up jumpers, three-pointers, all of it. And we've got Grand Fork Central Wrestling Coach in the house today. I got you on camera there. Introduce yourself. How's it going? Uh, Garrett Litzinger. How long have you been the coach over there? Uh, this is my first year, actually. Oh, have you been in the program, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is going to be my ninth season coaching Grand Fork Central. And are you, um, you're, well, obviously, with the Litzinger name, you must be a Grand Forks native. Yep, I am, I am. Yep. Did you gra- graduate from Grand Forks Central High yep, School yep. also? I wrestled for Central from 2010 to 2014 and went... Went to Winship Valley Central, so oh yeah, the whole school system. You know, oh yeah, like, like Raven over here, the delightful Raven Carlson is in the house. She's a Red River Rough Rider. I don't know what middle schools or grade schools she attended. Every other one than what he listed. Oh yeah. Nope. I went to South and Lewis and Clark. Well, there you go. Those are staples of the city. The old, the, the new South. Yeah, you're the you're, the, you're you're that young. You're, you're, when it was brand brand. Yeah, new. you're not old enough to to have been at the old South. Um, I so, sure felt old in the video game show today. <laughs> and then we have that's tomorrow though. The that's legend great. Bill Deutsch oh. over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Boy, that's usually me. <laughs> Raven, way to go! All right, Bill. Usually. Hey, what's me. up, Monty? Oh, no. So something going on at UND tonight? Yeah, they're having a fan fest tonight for football, and, and they're having it at the uh, High Performance Center. Oh, yeah. So, so you were dying to go over there, but we drug you over here. Well, I think they were starting at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. They were having some type of a camp for the kids, and then I think it actually starts out at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. So, There's high hopes for the football team this year out there. Oh, yeah. They... I think they're higher in any of the polls that I've seen them in for quite a few years. Yeah, I mean, not not, not only conference wise, but nationally, they're they're in that top twenty or twenty five, whatever it is for for uh, D one Division two, right? And they're yeah, they're D one. The coaches are usually pretty good at uh, knowing who who's going to have the best team. Well, I mean, obviously, you got. South Dakota State and NDSU are the first two, but... I'm not sure I know of that NDSU team. Where, where, where is that at? Um, <laughs> I can't remember where they're at. Is that in South Dakota? <laughs> no, I think I think it's in Minnesota. Oh, somewhere on the, toward the border anyway, down, down there somewhere. 
Well, yeah. like they own the Gophers, I know that. Yeah, I heard that they were a big rival with the Gophers. I heard that on I, Minneapolis radio. Today. I heard that today too. But <laughs> they were talking to so, PJ. Yeah, PJ Fleck, the, the the Gopher head coach, and and they were talking to him about uh, recruiting kids from Wisconsin and 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 Iowa. He didn't apparently they didn't give him the memo that Iowa was a. a a rival that they should be trying to recruit against also. And then somebody tossed in there the NDSU Bison. And he said he hadn't heard that or something to that effect. Yeah, it was, it was kind of hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's funny though. I, I, I like listening to those guys in the morning when I'm out there driving. And, and well, I think they, they start out with Nebraska, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 so that's going to be next week, right? Right. And 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 he he expects that this is going to be a, a a newly formed looking Nebraska team. He, he expects them to be on the upswing. Are, are they not a Big Ten team now? Yeah, they're definitely a Big Ten team. Yeah, and so so you've got you've got University of Minnesota's got. They've got their hands full if they're ever going to win the Big Ten. Well, it's it's pretty hard to leapfrog uh, Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, never heard of those schools. Uh, you well, know? those those are football schools, not basketball schools. Well, yeah. Uh, sometimes Michigan's a basketball school too. Yeah, but but definitely, I mean, I'm I'm old enough to know Bo Schembechler and and. Woody Hayes. I mean, I followed him back in those days when you—that was a hatred rivalry. One of those. I mean, you—you you lived through all that. Well, yeah, yeah, that—that that was quite a rivalry back then. Well, it still is. Yeah. So, so wrestling coach over here, Mr. Letzinger, you, you football fan at all? Did you play some football in high school? Any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I played. Uh, I played football for Central too, and uh, now I'm coaching at Central as well. This will be my. I, I think sixth year coaching football, so yeah, a little bit of a football fan. Vikings all the way. Well, okay, UND, so U and D for football. Do they still do two a day practices during the summertime for Central? Yeah, we still do two a days. Uh, it's kind of changed a little bit where it's like the kids don't really go home between practices, right? It's like we we start at eight a.m. or you know seven thirty eight a.m. and then we go to about like ten thirty eleven take about a half hour break and then go for like another hour and a half, two hours after that. So I just have a uh, money. I don't want to make it. Quick. There we, I have old, old memories of my uh, high school job days at, at, at Hardy's way, way back when, because I remember this old central practice fields were back there. And in between the two a day practices, a whole bunch of sweaty football players would come in begging for water and oh, yeah. just good memories. Good times. I'm sure it was coach Landry's hogs coming in. And I think I was back in the old, uh, when did uh, Berg, Berg retire? I think it was like several years back. Or? Yeah, but Landry was always the lineman coach. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah. yeah. For, for like 50 years. Oh, I gosh. saw him the other night at the ground round. Oh, boy, you're old enough to know Landry. Oh, yeah. We, I we forget played, how old he is sometimes. We, we played football together. He used to teach at Central as well, right? Landry, I'm remembering the name Landry. I think he might have taught my old government class yep, way yep. back He was when. the government teacher. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and then Landry's did, the man. Wasn't his son the quarterback at, at, at Central, too, for a yep, period of time? Yep, Jake Landry. And uh, he's actually uh, coaching down in Wisconsin at uh, – UW Lacrosse too. So, so we're you're talking about Jake Landry is coaching. Yeah, Jake Landry's coaching down in so, Wisconsin. And if if I'm not mistaken, was was Jake Landry the 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 quarterback of the team that won the state title? 
Uh, yes, I believe so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do, you, do you recall any of the other players that were on that team? Uh, Ryan Kosowski. Oh, yeah, the running the, back. The running yeah. back. Uh, actually, one of the coaches on our staff this year, uh, Andrew Kennedy, was the only junior to ever uh, or to start that season. Uh, so. Well, there was a hockey player, too, wasn't it, it um, that played for, for the Sioux, too? On that football team. Right. He was a wide receiver. Mm. Uh, boy, you, you, well, this guy's a good guy, the central guy over is going to help us out a little bit. I, I you know, it's, it's escaping me also, but I think you're right, Bill. There was a there was a hockey player on that that championship team. Uh, so, I, I, Mardo was I, I, it? Mardo? I, I was going to say Mardo, but I didn't want to come. I didn't want to say the wrong name and come well, off as being I, I know silly. it's on the tip of my tongue, so I, I'm pretty sure it was Mardo. Well, what? What? Yeah, what, it was definitely because that's what Jake, I was going to say well, too. Well, and well, he was Mister Hockey. In right. North Dakota, sure. So, so he was also on that championship football. What an athlete! Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and and we're all big proponents of of, of being well rounded uh, athletes playing multi multi sports. And while well, you're you're talking um, football and 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 you, you, while well, you're coaching, but did you play other sports while you were going through high school besides football or wrestling? Uh, n- not really. No, I just. But in middle school, I did everything you possibly could. And uh, all the way through elementary school, my mom threw me in basically any any sports program that was available. Yeah, get you out of the house. Yeah, maybe because the ADHD just you know <laughs> she's like get out of here. Yeah, they, they didn't they didn't drug you then. They just let you they let you bounce off walls in those <laughs> <Yeah>. days. <laughs> well, because I always I would bring that up because Bill over here has played all all the sports. Uh, you know, Shanley and I was listening to some reports on Shanley High School and the Jack Michael show today too. Oh, really? Yeah, and and they're 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 talking like they're well, they're thrilled to death that they stayed where they stayed and and ended up winning the you know Triple A championship. Well, I was definitely surprised when I saw that they're number one ranked in the state too. Well, and 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 they talked about the numbers that that their their numbers are so low, but they still figure they well, they, they've got a pretty they good, move up. They've got a pretty good squad, but they also said they lost 3,000 yards in, in offense. And I don't know how you replace that between a receiver and a running back. And, you know, so there's that. But anyway, they were, they were, they were talking them up today. I saw, Central, uh, I saw Central won their first game of the season last week. It's hard to believe football season's already here. Was it Watford City last yep, Friday? Yep, we played Watt. We drove all the way down to Watford. That was a pretty long trip, but, you know. Handled the. They've got a nice field too, well. don't they? Oh, that school is absolutely immaculate. They uh, they built that right. So they have their school, and then they have their like community center. So basically, like their uh, they got two hockey rinks right? right next to it, and it's uh, it's just absolutely immaculate. And then they have a baseball field too. Yeah, and they have a turfed baseball field that was super cool to see. So. Didn't the Cushman Field? Didn't they do like some field renovations this year too? Yep, yep. We just uh, returfed Cushman. Uh, I, I think all true uh, financed that project and uh, got us some new turf. It was needed. The turf had been around since I've been in high school. So players uh, get a chance to test it out yet? Or uh, yeah, we uh, we had a scrimmage against uh, Grafton and um, uh, Northern Cass. So that was our. First little go around at Cushman. When's the big uh, Cushman Classic? I, that's I always try to tell myself I want to try to make it one Central football game here, and that's just you know the, you just sense the the rivalry in the air. Oh yeah, I want to I want to say that it's uh, week 
five. I can't remember the exact date, but I, I want to say that it's week five. Yeah. Speaking of rivalries, I'm glad you guys put the Red River gal across the table. Well, I was just, <laughs> just going to stick this over here. I was like, so, 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 Raven, you, you must have went to a Cushman Classic game or two in your time. Of course. Um, and, and we all know you're, you're bleeding red like, like I do because that's where my kids went to school. Well, I think aren't uh, Central and Red River both ranked like in the top two or three in the Class A? I guess I don't know about them, but we're ranked five. <laughs> well, I think they're a little bit. Uh, well, I saw both of them in there. I can't remember what they, what huh. place they were in, but uh, I remember seeing both of them. No. And, and Fargo North too. I, I was talking to. Uh, I interviewed for the 11 a.m. interview show on GFBS a couple uh, weeks ago. I interviewed James uh, Covington for Red River Wrestling Coach, and I was asking uh, asking him. Uh, when it gets closer to wrestling season start, starting, because it's like November-ish when it starts about, uh, Garrett, is that about right? Yep, our uh, season, the first day of practice is November 6th, so. And I was kind of asking him, I'm like, you know, when it gets closer to the season, is he kind of nudging the, the wrestlers, all right, time to get into shape? But he brought up, like, uh, does Central do a similar thing, too? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing where if players just kind of want to go go around, roll, roll around to free-form practice in the, like, months leading up to the season, they have access to that kind of thing they're just kind of keeping ring shape yeah so uh actually we're able to do kind of a pretty cool thing uh where we actually do like combined open mats through the grand forks gladiators uh program and so we kind of get you know central wrestlers in there red river wrestlers in there we get the night rider girls program in there you know and and uh and then we get like kids from other places every once in a while to come into and roll around with us and uh and it's it's a pretty cool deal. How how big's the class uh, looking to be this year, or compared to last year? Would you say? Just like number of kids. On yeah, the team. number of kids. Yeah. Um, I I think we graduated a whole lot of seniors and a, a lot of seniors that have been in wrestling since they were like six years old. Um, and I, I think we'll probably bring back around thirty. And I'm hoping to add some of our uh, central football players that aren't uh, aren't currently doing anything in the winter and. I think we've got the hooks in a couple of them, and and uh, they're kind of our grittier guys on the field too. So it'd, it'd be nice to get them on the mat too. Well, that'd be great for to have like just for like cross training too to bring you know those all the football skills into the wrestling world. Just I can only imagine all the just walking around, locking up, and all that's got to help. And oh, it can probably even help them improve more too. Oh yeah, John Madden's the guy that said that he you know if he could have made every one of his offensive linemen wrestlers, he would have right. And I mean, you look at the Iowa Hawkeyes offensive line was it three years ago every single one of them was either a state champion uh in iowa heavyweight wrestler or uh or they were pretty high state placer so well and that's basically what offensive linemen are doing is wrestling right with with, with a defenseman right exactly i i can't i I can't even begin to imagine what it'd be like to try to be a lineman on either side of the ball that constant every play you know locking up with somebody Wow. Yeah, that's definitely a, a tough position to play because you you have contact on every play. Yeah, and well, that's when the injuries are so prevalent, and and you know they're not all prima donnas like you got to be in the backfield oh. you know, <laughs> running with the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got hit every play too. <laughs> well, that's the, not Bubba told me you you did more hitting than you did getting hit. That's what he said. You you were running over linebackers the way I heard it. Yeah. Oh, every once in a while. Ha, a bruiser. Well, 
Anyway, so so the high school football season's underway. I do want to mention that the uh, the Four Winds Indians uh, beat Laramore Polar Bears on opening weekend. That was a pretty big score, too. Yeah, it? and that's a big deal for them. And we saw Mr. Deng Deng pick the ball off and ran it back like 30 yards. He didn't get into the end zone, but he, he had one. Of the, and, and he's a guy that, uh, you know, committed to UND. Uh, and he's he's like probably the best basketball player in Class B right now as a senior. And here he is there out there on the football field, and he's committed to UND to play football. Um, I, I just have to wonder if this guy's not going to play some basketball too. Yeah, I'd, you would think that they'd try to work him in there somehow. Well, yeah, you know, he's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and, and the guy can fly. the auto 40-inch vertical or something. Um, well, Dale keeps me in line over here, so I better get this ad in. Raven, why don't you do the ad? Oh, my goodness. Oh, there you go. You want to flick the, do you have the mic right there? There you go. There we go. For tires, work on your vehicle, and more, visit Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive. Uh, North Dakota's largest tire dealer. Family owned for over 40 years, big and small, they have it all. Find all the big name brands uh, for tires like Tokyo. Toyo. 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 Toyo, Toyo, uh, There you go. Bridgestone, Firestone, and more. Uh, call 701-780-8473 to schedule your next appointment. Midwest Tire on Gateway Drive, Grand Forks. Helping you to get the perfect tires for whatever you need. You're supposed kind of to sprung that on her, Monty. I know, I know. I forgot about the, those two tires, though. That they're tough to say. Um, but and the when, day that I can't talk. When, when, but when you when you do it, you're supposed to be like Vanna White, like that. I'm impressed. The South End School taught you how to read. Oh, <laughs> what a jab! <laughs> that means he likes you. He, that's that's he he likes you. I'm surprised you even had me on a sports show, to be honest. I wasn't in a single sport in high school. You're a sport, though. You're rodeo. We talked about this. You're, 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 you're that, that, that barrel racing cowgirl riding the horse, running around the, the pasture and galloping down the ditches and whatever it is that you do out there. She's been uh, studying her nicknames, too. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> we're gonna go into college. Didn't. We're gonna go into college next. Yeah. Oh my God! Don't you dare, <laughs> Bill! <laughs> you, got the, you got the. You got the NFL. Even okay. <laughs> well, I couldn't do any better in the WNBA. Yeah. I don't know who the. Oh my goodness! Hey, Monty, there's a good segue for you. There was some big WNBA news the other day. Well, I did. I did mention it. Yeah, in the title, I, I actually watched this game. It was the uh, Las Vegas Aces were playing. Uh, the Atlanta Thrashers, no Fever, I believe they're called. Uh, it's an Atlanta Dream. Dream, Atlanta Dream, <laughs> and it was a close game. Uh, was that Bill snoring again? <laughs> but it was a close game uh, about three no, fourths of the way through. But this uh, Aja Wilson was unstoppable, and she had an answer for everything. And and with about seven minutes to go, you could see the the Atlanta team was. Uh, discombobulated they had no answer and she just she was pulling up hitting jump shot after jump shot after jump shot and you know i i don't know she she you go across the wnba there's not that many of those girls that are that 
pure a shooter. She she's kind of like the WNBA's Steph Curry. Um, so so no, a really talented player. And of course the Aces, you know, they're defending champions of the WNBA. Um, and and uh, Coach Litzinger over here doesn't know, but I I I do try to plug the WNBA as best I can week in and week out uh, and, and get our, our female sports uh, coverage in. Also, um, this week, though, was... Uh, oh, Monty, uh, real quick, just I'll give a quick... Well, since we're on thing, since Monty's trying to do the good work, I have been trying to do the good work to keep up with the Minnesota's team, the Lynx, just to give a little update on them. They won on Tuesday their last game, beating the Dallas Wings 91-86, to but uh, Nafisa Collier and Kayla McBride combined for 50 points, and uh, Bridget Carlton made an awesome bu- buzzer beater right at halftime to put them ahead. The game was tied going to halftime, but she, that kind of helped put them ahead, so that was good to see. Their win-loss record is 16-17, uh, and 17, ranked third in the Western Conference, and they... Uh, they next uh, play the Indiana Fever. So, yeah, they're, they're, there's your WNBA coverage, Monty. <laughs> well, that, and, and, you know, they, they've got a little bit of ground to cover yet. But then the other uh, female uh, story I wanted to touch base on was uh, Shikari Richardson has taken her first step towards redemption, winning the 100-meter world title at the 2023 World Athletics Championship in Budapest, Hungary, on Monday, uh, the 21st. Um, she is probably the uh, number one U.S. track and field uh, athlete on the women's side in, in, in the country and, and has, uh, what, I don't know, I think she's already got several gold medals from previous uh, Olympics. Um, so definitely one of the fastest women on the planet. So there again, uh, I don't know, Bill. I'm just, I'm just amazed at the information that you have, Monty. Well, women's sports, you got to cover that too. You know, it's equal opportunity. I'm, I'm rusty on my track and field, but uh, I know if we got, got, since we're on the topic of women's sports, we're kind of talking a little bit with Garrett before the show here, just uh, a, big, yes. a big loss with the Central team uh, this year, but moving on to bigger, better things this year, Alyssa Johnson. What, what, a, what a talent you guys had for, for Central for the last few years there. Yeah, um, so she was on the boys' roster uh, all four years. Actually, last year was the last year that girls could participate on the boys roster at all uh so now they are going to be completely separate um but she she wrestled i think two or three matches for us last season on the on the boys side of things and uh and then went undefeated for the night riders uh in girls wrestling and uh she just left grand forks this week to uh go to university of jamestown uh and start her collegiate career there so I know Shout I was, out Alyssa. Monty, if I remember right, you said you're trying to get her on like a, earlier this year or so. And I, I brought it up to Garrett leading up to the show here. And I was like, oh, no, she, she's heading out like a day or two before. <laughs> yeah, she left yesterday. So I, I asked her if she wanted to come on. But if she's ever back and you guys are willing to get her on while she's home for a break or whatever it is, oh. I, I'd be more than willing to oh, yeah, get so, her on the show with you guys. Well, well certainly. But you, you, you guys had just been out of state in some wrestling competition. And had come back where she had placed pretty well. Uh, well, yeah, we we travel all over the place together. Um, you know, she she basically. I mean, the reason why she's such a great athlete is because she's never afraid to compete, right? Or like in individual sports, a lot of people uh, try to protect themselves, and they might go out and accomplish one thing that's you know really spectacular, and then they kind of get more reserved and and they're a little bit timid of competing. 
but she went to every national tournament that she possibly could have and uh, ended her career as a six-time All-American. And uh, actually in Cedar Falls, Iowa in March, she won a national championship. So that yeah. was pretty sweet. See, I, think, yeah. I think that's what we were looking at was, yeah. was a local girl with the, with that national championship. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, when she gets back into town, but Jamestown, that's a pretty decent school academic-wise also. That's a, I mean, that's a good degree to have. Right, and they're one of the original eight colleges for women's wrestling. Like, they got ahead of the curve, right? Uh, women's wrestling got added to the Olympics in, like, 2004. And uh, I think that in 2008, I want to say, if I remember correctly, this is all off the top of my head, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But uh, they they started women's wrestling in America in college in, like, 2008, and, and uh, Jamestown was one of the original eight. So that was pretty cool to know that North Dakota was a little bit ahead of the curve. And well, Valley City has it, too? No, Valley City actually doesn't have wrestling anymore. Oh. They dropped it after uh, Title IX, I believe. So... They're the only ones with a girls' program then is Jamestown? Uh, no, actually, uh, three years ago now, Minot instated girls' wrestling, so they have it now. And then Dickinson State is going to have their very first year of women's wrestling. So It's, it's cool to see how fast it's growing more and more. I remember it's always being around. I, I wrestled through eighth grade and only ran to, like, I want to say, like, two schools that had, like, maybe just one girl wrestler or so. Sure. Uh, what would you say before they split it off to have for, for Central for having their own women's team now? Before, like, how many girls would you average a season in, like, the last several years or so? Uh, ever since I've been a part of Central Wrestling, there's always been at least one girl on the team, which, you know, that doesn't happen at a lot of uh, schools. But um, I've been a part of Central Wrestling since 2010. And we've always had at least one female on our roster. And uh, so that, I think that kind of speaks volumes for our program of how inclusive we are. And, you know, we're willing to give anybody a shot. And, and uh, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, I think that the growth of women's wrestling is really great because, uh, you know, not only do does it just grow the sport in general, but when those moms or when those – Females become moms, you know, they're going to be pushing their kids into wrestling, whether they're daughters or sons, right? So it's just going to, it's just going to keep growing the sport on every end. Well, I, I always enjoy watching a couple of gals beat each other up. I mean, a UFC. Well, yeah, Bill and I went to some UFC stuff, and it just it it. it the blood and the gore of that type of thing. Oh yeah, and but but yet it, you can't quit watching it's right it's, yeah well sometimes those those female fighters they're almost more feisty than the guys are oh yeah i thought they were that night yeah, yeah. they get a little nasty oh. and so, we got that girl in the little league world series too that she's actually doing most better than most of the boys on their on her team which which team I, i've uh, watched a lot of that it's uh the one out of nashville or tennessee no no um, we got, we got a special oh, caller, Monty. Oh, 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 never mind. Uh, Raven. Supersonic Steve. Hello, 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 hello. Do that again, Raven. I still didn't get the dials right. I had too many things to do. Really? Yeah. Monty missed the dial. You're, you're getting... Supersonic Steve. There you go. <laughs> hello. Yes, I had, I had as, as you were calling, um, uh, Dale was... was giving me uh instructions to to get the volume up on you and 
I misunderstood him. I thought he was right. telling me to go to an ad. My crazy puppetry. <laughs> I should know better. I was. I was. I had been checking the clock a couple minutes earlier, fig- figuring you'd be calling soon. Um, so so far tonight, we've had the uh, Grand Forks Central High School wrestling coach on with us, and he's been filling us in with lots of information on. Uh, the wrestling scene and some of the, the oh, he's also a, an assistant football coach. So, so he's give, been giving us updates on the local football scene. And of course, uh, he's a Grand Fork Central uh, kid and uh, Raven on the other end of the table over here is uh, a Red River uh, High School's uh, graduate. So they're kind of conflicting at the table tonight. <laughs> We've got them as far apart as they can be. Uh, well, hi, Keith. Yes, right, uh, hello. Hi, hi, Keith. Hey, Steve, are you going to ask Monty about the Yankees? <laughs> well, I uh, have noticed uh, that they're tailing in the wrong direction. Uh, I'm surprised Boone hasn't been let go yet. Uh, uh, that's you think- and me both. <laughs> well, Monty, tell tell him that stat that you you've got for. Well, so so last night, going into last night's game. The Yankees hadn't lost 10 games in a row since 1913. Mm. And, of course, they'd lost nine in a row, and then Aaron Judge hit three home runs last night, and they pulled that one out. Uh, and actually, Severino was pitching, and he actually he's the guy they've been booing off the mound his last several starts. Um, returning after Tommy John surgery, like a season and a half, two years later, and he's not been the same pitcher. But... Uh, so, so they did uh, stave off losing 10 in a row for the first time in 110 years. But then uh, they've already lost today. So I, wow. I, got my, wow. I still got my Yankee shirt on, a little more of a faded one. I'm not, I'm not you know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't got my, like, Roger Maris jersey on or anything tonight. Monty, can oh, you celebrate pretty wildly ending the, the Celebrate pretty wildly last night after celebrating the end of the losing streak? Oh, I, I, I was thinking playoffs. <laughs> you got a ways. You got a lot of teams. You got to jump over. Oh, they've, 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 they've. Ever since I was out in Colorado and watched them uh, drop that eleven inning game in uh, j- mid July, there, uh, they've been in the toilet. And, and I've, I've not seen a Yankees team in, in, in many, many years that has looked this bad with this, this much money spent and this much talent. When you, when it's it like they're just hanging their heads. I mean, it, there's no spunk. There's no, you know, well, juice in the, uh, you know, today, you know, I don't get it. Today's game, um, uh, DJ LeMay, who was on second base and the batter, I, I forget who was up, hit, hit a ground ball to the, the hole at shortstop. And LeMay, who took off from second base and was gunned down at third. Now, LeMay, who's not a speed demon and, and, um, the guy that calls the the Yankee games on on the radio said, "I'm done with this team." <laughs> I was like, oh, oh man! I mean, it, it's that when you've got a guy that uh, has been watching the game and, and calling the game for the Yankees for thirty years, and he's so disappointed. I mean, he's just like me. I can't believe it. But you know, uh, as long as we're on baseball, um, there is one team that's kind of hot and brought themselves like the Phoenix in oh, the Ashes. Oh. I think uh, I know where they're from. Yeah, where where are they from? Well, they're from the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. They've been they've dropped. I think they won like 
I want to say eight, if not nine games in a row. They won. Yeah. They lost last night. Yeah, they lost last uh, night, but they they'd won. They'd won eight or nine in a row, and on the road, and and pulled themselves back into the the yeah. playoff yeah. picture and the wild card yeah. spot. I think they're one game out right now, but uh, they've been playing. And then uh, Julio has just been on a oh. a streak that you haven't seen in nobody's seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean this guy's incredible. It's like 17, 17 hits in, in in like four games or something. I mean, it, I mean, he was and he wasn't missing. I mean, it was like on the bat on the barrel. I mean, he he was on top of it. And he it was like they must have been looking like watermelons coming in there because he was on well, top of it. Well, and that's you know, I think that's that definitely the way you just said that 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 points to like confidence. You know, my Yankees are playing with none, <laughs> and and those Seattle guys are playing with all of it, and and they kind of got the fire lit under them again, like they did last year after that big fight. Yeah, yeah. With the California boy, California is really, jeez, boy, that's a well, they can't a tough can't keep anybody on the field. Yeah, well, well, it sounds well, like Otani. Got- sounds like Otani's in some major problems too. Yeah, money. I know that was- hurt his left got- arm. Yeah, he's he's got to have Tommy John again, again. Oh, I think he, so. He's off the the mound for the rest well, of the year. Did, I think he got the same injury that kind of knocked out Brock Purdy out of the uh, conference championship against the Eagles and Niners last season. That UCL tear, right in his elbow. Right, but apparently that's Tommy John. That's yeah. what they're calling it. This will be his second Tommy and, John. And 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 what they've pointed to the. The experts talking about this is that Tommy John surgery on um, it, it, pitchers have had it done twice previously. There have been guys that have had to have it done twice, but not this close together. Yeah, not within five years. Exactly. It's usually it's usually oh. it's usually eight years apart or something, and and so for the it, it sounds like he may never pitch again. Is what it sounds like. Well, he could still swing it. I mean, he. he I mean, he's. I mean, obviously, he's a great pitcher, but he could still. I mean, he's well, he lead, no uh, leading the league in yeah, home he, runs, isn't he? Well, it was going to be interesting can, to see what kind of contract he was going to get this this winter. Well, as yeah, both the best pitcher and oh, I think it's going to change. Yeah, that was. I mean, he well, was dollar well, yeah, but dollar I mean, he's amount. not. Gonna, it's not going to. You know, I mean, you don't get a guy like that. What's he six four left handed? I mean, she's you know, I mean, he can swing and he's got great, he can got good power, he can move to all the fields. I mean, he's 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 special oh, at we, the bat. We were talking a few weeks ago. He's pretty much like as close as we we could get to a modern day Babe Ruth to do excel at pitching and, and batting. And you know yeah, that. Yeah. And speaking of other Angels injuries, did you hear that he put Mike Trout back on the injured list yeah, after well, he just returned just for a couple of days? Yeah, well, he, a, what a game and a half back off the IL and right back onto it again. Yeah, the Angels, you know, and, and they kind of did the uh, before the trade deadline because uh, Otani was the big fish that they were waving out there for everybody, but nobody was uh, wanting to pay the was it five hundred or six hundred million? Is what the guys well, they're saying he's going to get half a billion. Yeah, that's what I said, and, and 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 so nobody was willing to 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 mortgage their franchise at this point, and now they won't be because he can't pitch. No. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah that's no. and the probably Angel, good to step back. And the Angels went and 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 decided that they were going to um, 
rather than be sellers, be buyers, and they brought a couple players in, you know, to try to take a run at it. Well, that run is done. They're they're about oh. they're they're almost as much done as my Yankees are. <laughs> so, How about the Twins? How are they doing? They're still in first place yeah. with about a four game lead. Dale, you want to give us yeah, that? Sure, I'll give you a quick little. Well, do he, he, you hear the excitement in sure, his voice? Sure, sure. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, we might as well be doing wrestling. Oh gosh, pro wrestling. Pro. I, I, I did well. I, I did amateur wrestling through eighth grade. I I I, I it was fun. I. I'll, I'll, I'll get back on that in a minute here. I'll just, for a quick Twins update, I just checked the score. They're in the end of the third inning on their current game. They are down 4-2, to two, actually top of the fourth inning against the Rangers. But it was a, or, it was a pretty decent week for the Twins. They, I would say they're about pretty even. They had a couple of off days, so that definitely helped because I know they got players like Carlos Correa adding, uh, trying to work his way through some uh, injuries. And 65-62 and 62 win-loss record on top of the division. I think the highlight from the week was uh, Dallas Kukul had a hell of a game. Uh, he had a perfect game going into the seventh inning before it finally it just kind of fell apart on him and they took him out. But, you know, what a great story it's been for him this year. I think he has... He's only been in like three or four games, but has been doing mostly well. He do, he doesn't really pitch that fast because he's in his twilight years. But he's well, well, I think he had one stinker out of four. Yeah, but, but he's, had, dud, he's, yeah. he's had a couple of uh, like ace gem gems that he's pitched, and that's been impressive to me because he was just pitching for the St. Paul Saints, you know. Yeah. Um, and and they he was about to ask for his release because they weren't bringing him up when Matt Ryan had the groin injury. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty solid solid week for the Twins. They had a couple wins against the Pirates. They lost uh, two games in a row to the Brewers over the last couple of days, so that wasn't too good. But, yeah, they still got a decent lead over the Guardians in the division. So I, I, I heard that Pagan uh, uh, collapsed again on him, though, the other night. Yeah. With, with, like a, with a... I am not a fan of Emilio. He's – I mean, every now and again he'll have some good days, but for the most part it's – oh, gosh, I feel for him. But, uh, yeah, that's your – well, I think they handed the game over to him with like about a five-run lead or something. And, yeah, and and he He's just, had some collapses. just collapsed again. Um, you know, Did I was, you see that? Uh, I mean, when you're when your your bullpen comes in and they and so that's that's the thing where Common Man today was talking about. I don't care if the if the Twins make the playoffs. I don't trust that bullpen. Do you know by right bullpen players? Uh, they're they're all failed starting pitchers. <laughs> Well, you've been on that bandwagon for a couple of years now about the bullpen at, uh, for the Twins. Yes. Yeah. So, so now they've got starting pitching. Yeah, really good starting and, pitching. And, and, and what's been failing them has been their, their, their regular everyday lineup. Uh, and, and then their bullpen can't close games when they give them leads. Well, they said something about they wanted to have a six-pitcher rotation. Yeah. Well, they, they have were... six pitchers that are that good? No. At the beginning of the season there, but then they had some injuries real early in the season. So, but no, yeah, it's back to five solid pitchers, but yeah. So, so coach, you, you, you a Twins fan over here? Well, if there's a baseball team I have to pick, it'd be the Twins, but I can't, I can't say that I'm like an avid watcher of baseball. Uh, well, you know, when, and, and the Twins are one of those teams that, that they, they will, they tease you. They tease you, mm-hmm. right. kind of like the Vikings do. Yeah, right? I was gonna say I deal with so much heartbreak with the Vikings that I just can't go through it again. Yeah. You know, and and but but there's a little bit of excitement in the in the Twin Cities and up here right now because the Twins have maintained the lead in the Central Division for the most part, and the the White Sox and the Tigers and the Guardians just can't put a put a run on them. I mean, well, they were playing the the Brewers and they're. 
first place in the National League. Well, the in Bre- the Central Division. Yeah, the, well, the Brewers and, and, and Cincinnati Reds are flipping back and forth, one game, one game, one game. Um, uh, and that's a great battle there. But they've got a little bit better record than the Twins. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, the Twins are what? what no, five, oh. five games over five hundred, something like that. Yeah, uh, or three games over five hundred. Yeah, but uh, not too. Gr- no, yeah, but. For the, I guess for the AL Central this year, that's all it takes. But uh, um, I, I thought we'd do a quick recap on how, you know, we had uh, Alex and, and, and the coach for the Little League Team Fargo last year yeah. for you know, Little oh, League World sweet. Series. Maybe we could give a quick recap of how that, how that went there. Yeah, uh, did, I, I was able to keep up with highlights from the games there and watch. I, I know you shared a cool picture with us on how, uh, 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 was it Mike Messina gave a surprise visit to the Team Fargo there? Oh yeah, the first night they were out yeah. there, yeah, that was really cool of him to do that and show up at their dinner and, you know, it it looked like you know although the boys lost both games, um, and they 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 they, they had opportunities they just couldn't uh, capitalize but uh, they were definitely competitive yeah yeah they were yeah, yeah. but 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 they they, they they the experience getting to hang out with. Uh, uh, oh, Bryce, Bryce Harper, yeah, Bryce Harper, and, and and Mike Messina. I mean, those those kids. They, and then they did play. They 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 actually. Um, so after their two losses, they they don't just send them home. They played an exhibition game too. Oh, I did not catch that. What? That that they won. You know. So yeah, they they played. Uh, I want Czech. Yeah, Czech Republic. Czech, yeah, yeah. So so they. I mean, it it was kind of, and I've watched. Quite a few of those games, different teams, and of course the team that eliminated them got beat right away. Next game out, and it, it was uh, it, it's it's. T- I just love watching them, little kids, twelve year olds, emulating big league ball players. Well, they they make some really good plays. Oh yeah, they did. It's amazing, it's actually. Really some good line drive play. catches. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It was it was fun to watch when when they. When, I was rooting for them. Well, when they execute a double play. Or, or you had you had the one the the, the Fargo kid uh, tried to score the, the catcher tried to score uh, and he was thrown out at home in a pretty close play. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that that's it looked like big league ball. I, and actually, because of my my Yankees were stinking it up so bad, I was enjoying watching that more. <laughs> yeah, I watched quite a bit of it this last week. Well, every time you turn it on, there's another game of, of you know, and it's a different state. And I, I like watching the moms get all excited in the in the in the stands. And you like the moms? Oh. <laughs> okay, that's no, just, that that's awesome. as far as I'm going to go with sound that. Sound good, Monty. <laughs> well, it's funny because I didn't see a lot of dads, but I saw a lot of moms. <laughs> The dads are out on the drinking beer out on the fence line. Yeah, yeah. The moms are in the stands cheering the kids on, and the dads are out at the club next door. Now, I've been there. I've been there. I, I was going to bring up to Gerdel earlier, just kind of uh, to segue it back to uh, some, some wrestling. We're talking a little bit uh, earlier in the week about uh, uh, after my talk with James, just kind of. No, I guess it kind of goes with all hand and other sports. Just like the grueling practices, it could it could lead you know just to get into, into upper level sports, and that's what scared me away from getting into high school wrestling. Was uh, uh, I didn't know if people were messing with me or if it were you know back eighth grade Delta. I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. But uh, enlighten everyone on like the type of drills and some of the intense drills uh, that 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 goes into if, to take it up a notch to high school wrestling. Um, well, at least what I thought was like. Uh, 
certain interesting stairwell exercises. <laughs> yeah, not well, not to scare anybody away from from the sport, but uh, I'd like to think that wrestling is probably one of the uh, tougher high school sports to be a part of, just because of how intense the practices are. Uh, I'd say that um, you know the next closest would be swimming. Actually, you watch those guys go in the pool, and it's just like they're going all day long. I'm, well, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be able to do that, but uh, but no, uh, yeah. So I guess it, it's always kind of funny. But when I was in high school at Central, uh, you know, our warm up to our warm we call it our warm up to our warm up because we have captains conditioning to start practice every single day, where the captains actually run uh, a little fifteen minute portion of practice just to give them a little bit of feel like you know like ownership and responsibility of the team and whatever else and. Uh, uh, that was started by uh, Vince Ames and uh, and then continued by Ber- Matt Berglund and Jeff Welsh, and uh, I, I plan on continued as well. But we'd start off with the, the little stairs at Central, those main entrance stairs, and we'd run that and do buddy carries and stuff like that. And I just remember the basketball players would always be, like, walking up to practice, and we'd just start it, and they'd be like, man, this is this is wild. This is crazy. And it's like, no, this is this is our warm-up before our actual practice even starts just just so you know so i i have a question because i uh had a couple of friends that were really uh prolific prolific wrestlers in high school sure and you know i was on the the basketball team and stuff and i saw the you know these guys doing the stairs and i saw them cutting weight and you know going into the steam rooms wearing all kinds of stuff but there's that question of is that kind of abuse on a, a teenage body really healthy? Uh, well, no, probably not. But uh, <laughs> we're actually not. We're actually like not allowed to do a lot of that stuff anymore, right? They've put a lot of safety uh, safety things in place now uh, to where kids aren't allowed to wear sauna suits anymore. Like that's completely illegal. Uh, if you're not a senior level athlete, which would be like the Olympic level athletes, right? You can't even go into a sauna. Uh, if you do, that's a violation of the rules as well. Um, we do fat testing at the beginning of every year where they do like skin fold. They like pinch your uh, skin folds in three spots of your body, get your body fat percentage. You have to be hydrated. So, so you, you actually have to take a hydration test with our trainer and then they uh, calculate what the lowest weight class is that would be healthy for you to get to by the end of the season. And you actually have to meet a minimum weight requirement every single time you weigh in to descend down to that weight. So you can't just lose like 20 pounds in a day anymore, right? Like if you're going to lose like 10 pounds by the end of the season, you have to lose like basically it's like for little guys, it's about a pound or a pound and a half a week. And then for bigger guys, just based off their body fat percentage, it actually is like two to three pounds a week for some of those like heavier weights. Yeah, it sounds, interesting. It sounds really yeah. comprehensive. Like they took a lot of big strides, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. If you're not on top of your game, like making sure your kids are like constantly meeting that minimum weight requirement, you can actually, uh, one, kind of, uh, it's detrimental to the team if you're not on top of that because. You might not get the best dual lineup before the end of the season. And uh, we've actually wrestled people where we have to call them out and be like, yeah, you weighed that kid in at 113, but he actually can't wrestle 113. And now he's just locked in at 120, right? And, like, he, he can't bump up to 126 because he weighed in at 113. So, I mean, it's, it's like a game of chess, and if you're not really, like, 
locked into what you're doing uh, as a coach. And, and if you don't have control over that with the kids and like constantly make, like checking with them, making sure that they're on top of, of their weight and, and being disciplined, it can really uh, have a negative effect on team outcomes. Yeah. I'm having a lot of flashbacks of every, days before the meets or the weigh-ins anyways and just like oh gotta cut weight or make weight and oh gosh and you know it's a good thing you get all those great examples you gave like you won't have examples like you know that awesome classic wrestling movie vision quest where you, oh, i'm yeah. gonna drop two weight classes <laughs> to, to face the best of the best yeah yeah like yeah there's i mean and there's still weight cutting in wrestling right like that's just a part of the sport it's it's something that's probably never going to go away um i don't know if there's any rules that can really be put in place to completely end it right but they've just made it a whole lot healthier and like um and it's i think it's been a positive step for the sport and then you also have guys that are on the senior level the olympic level guys like i said earlier um they're they're really pushing kids to stop cutting weight right like they're like, if you're going to be a good wrestler, you're going to be a good wrestler at whatever weight you're wrestling at. It doesn't matter if you cut 20 pounds and you're just a little bit bigger than that other kid. If you're going to be a good wrestler, you're going to be a good wrestler and you're going to be able to win at whatever weight you're at. So it's kind of nice to have, you know, Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Dake and those, those guys encouraging kids to do the healthy thing. And so. and when just kind of looking back on it, when I just brought it up there, you know, that was kind of like my old dumb middle school mindset. I was just completely out of shape back then. But you know, looking back on it, hearing how you explain all like the all those practice and drills and stuff, you know, looking back in hindsight, I'm like, wow, that just only goes to help you know coaches looking out for everyone to increase their strength and conditioning going into the season. Yeah, right, exactly. And I I, I mean, there there is. A, uh, a portion of wrestling where it's like if you're not in good shape, you're probably not gonna last. But there's also you know major success stories of kids that come into wrestling and they've never really played any sports at all, and and they grind through the season. And their first season, they probably don't end up doing very well, right? But once they stick it out till they're you know uh, a senior, a junior, and you get some pretty major success stories. That's gotta be cool seeing that just like that gradual. In going from nothing to just building, getting better and better, you know, inch by inch or match by match. Right. Yeah. Those are, well, those are the kids that like, as a coach, I mean, that's where, where you feel the best is when you get to watch a kid that probably didn't do so hot right away, really develop into being like a confident person. And, and, uh, and that's kind of the goal, right. Is just to like build good men and, and confident people. And uh, when you can, visually see that happening just by their progress based off of how many matches they they're winning uh it's it's just super encouraging Monty, I'm sorry. I completely got got nerded out over wrestling there so i should probably throw it back to you (laughs) i i I, but i also um you know and the thing about like a sport like wrestling and and much like the little league kids is 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 you know, you, you get an interest in if you've got a family member or somebody that's involved. And, and back several years ago, my, my younger first cousin, uh, Zach Thumb for Fargo North, was the heavyweight oh, champ yeah. of North Dakota. Yep. And, and, and then uh, Red River had a kid named Winkleman. Yep. And, and so when they were seniors, J- Zach was the champion as a junior and was on his way to do it again. And he, ended, he had a shoulder injury. Yep. And then he, he, he wrestled Winkleman from Red River for, for, for the state title. And Winkleman used that shoulder injury and, yeah. and got him on, in, in the hole. And you know, it was a submissive kind of thing. Right. But, uh, you know, so I followed it pretty closely that year. 
because because Zach was a he he was a phenom at the time. Yeah, and then he went and um, he 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 had like a a, a a mixed martial arts fight that was televised with with and I forget the guy he fought that pretty much took care of him. But it was yeah, a, it was it was a it was a big fight. One of those things we followed along and. And so I've had uh, several of my younger cousins in, in, in the uh, mixed martial arts uh, MMA type fighting, yeah. And and, and they've, they've done okay. They've you know they've had some wins and losses, but it's 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 fun to watch these guys go from their high school activity into something else. And and like like Zach is just a good kid. He's a, like over the road truck driver, and you know takes care of himself. And right. But uh, yeah, and obviously you must have remembered when he was out there. Uh, I I know the name. I yeah. I remember the name. Well, right? he was a big. Uh, he was a big. And then we, what what brought into mind was you were talking about cutting weight. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, but these super heavyweight guys. Yeah. They're not too worried well, about cutting weight. There's there's a couple heavyweights that uh, that definitely have to uh, cut weight. Um, actually, a kid that just got picked up by NDSU. He was a New Salem heavyweight. AJ Hines. He didn't get to wrestle until Christmas because you know he was such a big football player and. Uh, Heavyweight now caps off at 285, oh, yeah. and uh, it took him a little while to oh, get to down get... to 285 pounds. So he, he didn't get to wrestle until about Christmas time. Uh, it took him a month to to get back down to his wrestling weight. So well, they're not exempt from it, but yeah, a lot of the heavyweights they're usually pretty good. Uh, they, they they don't they, have to they, even they worry can, about they it. They can continue to gobble the food up. Yeah, they're the kids in the back of the bus <laughs> that everybody hates because they're sitting there <laughs> chowing down on food, and everyone else is like, "Dude, I." You know, I haven't eaten all day, and I'm wait. I'm just waiting to step on the scale, and all I want to do is get this done with. And you're sitting there eating in front of me. It's like it's that's funny. funny. Yeah. All right. Well, well we got to get can, this. Can, trick I, can I bring up one more thing? Go. Go. Yeah. So, because um, I come like I was in martial arts when I was in high school and everything sure. too, and you know, watching the UFC from when it like first originated to where it has become now. Yeah. Everybody knows that the most beastly people are the ones that were in wrestling right. and then maybe transi- transitioned into jujitsu. Yeah. But the mentality of wrestlers is like nobody can compare to them because they have this like focus because of the individualism that they have and how much work that they put into their body. Right. So I think that wrestling is like probably one of the most uh, difficult things for somebody to do. And then you see these jujitsu people that go into the UFC, but without that wrestling background, I don't see them with uh, winning. Right. Um, well, I, I think a big portion of that is, you know, we're talking about little league baseball. I mean, wrestlers, we start at four five, six years old. And, uh, and I mean, we, we've got four year olds in the grand forks gladiators program right now that are on the mats. And, you know they're going to develop all the way through high school and have that 12 plus years of experience under their belt by the time they even get done with with high school and then you transition that into most of them probably go on and wrestle in college and then you go from college wrestling to working out at different gyms whatever it is and there's just there's just something about wrestling uh with the organization too Right, like you go into a, a jujitsu gym, and 
you know, I guess I've never been to one, but the, the rumor is that it's kind of laid back, relaxed, and, and that's just not wrestling. Wrestling's a relatively intense sport. I, I haven't met very many laid back wrestling coaches. We're all pretty high strung and, uh, and, and kind of a little bit, you know, crazy, maybe a little screws loose. But in a good way, in, in a good way, I guess. But I mean, you were talking about your cousin, right? He, he, he blew out his shoulder, whatever, wrestling, and he finds a way to battle through it and still make, make it to the state finals. Uh, we had a kid named Will Rorick. He, he blew out his knee uh, in 2019 in the first, first match of the state tournament. We were wrestling in the dual tournament portion of it, and he blows out his knee, and then he's got four matches to make it to the state finals. And, you know, he, he finds a way to just push past the injury and he's wrestling on one leg and is still capable of uh, pushing through the injury and making it to the state finals. It's just, it's just a different mentality, I guess. I don't, well, I don't that, really know that, how to explain That kind of sounds like the NBA bill. Oh wait! Oh, wait. Yeah. I don't think so. A hockey player. You're gonna uh, get, no, load, you're gonna load, get load, load management. All right, we we got to get this uh, Churchill shoe ad in here, guys. All right, here we go. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the Upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Well, all right. We got the ad out of the way. We're back on. Um... Dale says he's got some breaking sports news. I well, think over here. Well, kind of. Well, yeah, sports, sports. It, oh, it, it, well, no, it's it's pro wrestling news. I got uh, pro wrestling. I don't know. The Crusher's been resurrected. Oh gosh, oh, somebody died. Yeah, no, yeah. That's. I had a few people just texting me, but kind of just like big surprise. But no, Bray. I just confirmed a uh, WWE wrestler stage named Bray Wyatt, uh, uh, son of Mike Rotunda. Uh, he passed away uh, wwe just confirmed it on their social media and and wow that was just only he's only 36 years old i know he took time off uh tv and competing in recent months i heard he had an illness but they're keeping it pretty hush hush and they didn't really get into specifics wwe didn't get into specifics because of what happened but no that is a huge loss he and he had a big comeback year too he was gone from wwe for a few years and like this last uh uh, so several months into the beginning part of this year, he had a really good and just kind of fresh uh, second run here. But uh, yeah, yeah, many, many condolences and uh, sympathies out to uh, the Rotunda family there. So sorry to have some downer news there for everyone, but uh, yeah. I'm- well, that's and, and and it seems like in the professional wrestling game, that's kind of a, a ongoing. Issue. It's, it's been a lot. It's it's been a lot better in recent years. They've had a lot of big health uh, and wellness. Uh, programs and improvements in, in like the last like decade 15 years but there was a stretch there where it was they had like a rough decade there like around the turn of the century or so but uh gary i guess you must see a lot of crossover with a lot of pro wrestling fans with it for the wrestling class there probably huh i, I wish <laughs> or, oh, no, or... uh, i mean i guess 
personally, like when I was a young kid, I, I watched pro wrestling with my my dad and my older brothers and stuff like that. But uh, uh, and I guess we get a lot of like young little kids that'll yeah. come into practice and they'll think that wrestling is pro wrestling, oh, and no. then they're a little <laughs> disappointed right away when they don't when, when they realize they they don't get to hit the uh, infamous John Cena, you know. Can open or whatever it is, yeah, the flying like, elbow, yeah, yeah, yeah off but, the top rope. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think it's, I, I think it does kind of help us get some kids into the sport, especially at a young age, and and then it's just the the fact of retaining them after they realize they don't get a jump off the top rope. But yeah, a lot of good uh, crossover success. You know, like your uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Dolph Ziggler, the, and so many others. <laughs> the the newest one, Gable Stevenson. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, um, gosh, I'm I guess we're forgetting Kurt Angle. Yeah, Kurt Angle. One, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They're comparing Gable Stevenson to Kurt Angle, and I guess the uh, w, WWE fans are not a uh, fan of that. Uh, he had, just had his like first official match on TV for Gable Stevenson uh, this like a few weeks ago, and the the crowd was kind of turning on him. But you know they did the exact same thing for Kurt Angle in his early matches, his like first year. I remember, and he and he kind of quickly won everyone over. Like you know this guy, he, he's the real deal for for pro wrestling too, just as much as he was for amateur. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gable's the man. He's he's going to do good things, I think. And uh, I think even though he's on the pro scene now. Uh, he's still going to be a giant advocate for amateur wrestling and uh, probably help push some some people towards us. So that's the Gable from Iowa, then, or uh, no, University of Minnesota. Oh, uh, he's actually he is named after Dan Gable, though. Oh, the, okay. The Gable from Iowa. Gosh, yeah, that's 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 yeah. I remember, yeah, Dan Gable is just legendary. Oh my god. Well, there's goodness. there's always been though. I mean, there 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 are professional wrestlers that were like collegiate wrestler cha- champions. Like Bob Backlund for years was one of those guys that was one of those master technicians and and he became this big star in the early days of AWA and 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 those kind of things uh before the WWF and oh, yeah. E and all that stuff. They had to rename themselves a few times. But but no, they 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 yeah, they branded themselves, but there there've been plenty of amateur uh, and, and collegiate wrestlers that have been become professional wrestlers, but also the football players too. Bill could have been a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Bill tearing up the wrestling. Heck yeah. Well, the, the Wahoo McDaniel's and those kind of guys, though they were all wrestlers. I, I mean, football players before they went in the wrestling scene, and you know, so so there's that. But I don't know. We I, we we've been beating this wrestling up pretty good. Uh, Supersonic. I know Raven is dying to get on these football scores from last week. The, the Sunday night games or this weekend. And so what do you got over there, Raven? So uh, the Ravens lost to the Commanders. Uh, am I saying that right? <laughs> commanders? Yeah. yeah. The Washington Commanders. Redskins, they used to be. For a oh, while. Okay. For a while. okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, where the heck did the Commanders come from? So they lost. Uh, they changed their name from the Redskins. At least it's not the Kraken. Let's just get that. Clear. <laughs> at least oh, it's not on. that. Uh, nope. The Ravens lost. Uh, it was twenty-nine to twenty-eight. So that was a pretty close game. Um, the Saints won over the Chargers, uh, twenty-two to seventeen. Uh, Jaguars won over the Lions, um, twenty-five to seven. Good God. Uh, Dolphins won over the Texans, 28-3. Okay. Uh, the Steelers won over the Bills, 27-15. to 
And then uh, Colts over the Bears, 24 to 17. Hey, I think our fans want to know if you did watch Ace Ventura this weekend. I did not. <laughs> I did well, not. What was that, Bill? Didn't, didn't that dolphin thing remind That's you right. of that? Last week, there yep. was not there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a good time. It's the only reason I know what that logo is. <laughs> only reason. Uh, uh, so, Buccaneers over the Jets, 13-6. Uh, to 6. Chiefs over the Cardinals, 38 to 10. Patriots over the Packers, 21 to 17. Titans, sadly, over the Vikings, 24 to 16. I caught the Vikings game there. I, I was watching with the family last weekend. I, every time I stepped in, I had to step out a couple of times. I kept feeling like I was a jinx, and they were just letting it slip away more and more. It was just... All I heard was that was one of the most boring games that ever existed. Oh, That's what I heard. No, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Kirk Cousins wasn't playing. He was on the sidelines celebrating his birthday. <laughs> and getting paid. Yeah, getting paid. Yeah. Any more scores there? There's some more. So 49ers over the Broncos, 21-20. to 20. Uh, Raiders over the Rams. Yeah! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that score? <laughs> 34 to 17. Raiders. Never heard of them. Okay, Bill. All right. Uh, Seahawks over the Cowboys, 22 to 14. Uh, yeah, yeah, we like that. Oh, yes. Giants over the Panthers, 21 to 19. Uh, Bengals and Falcons tied with 13. And then uh, the Browns and Eagles tied at 18. A couple of ties. What the heck? Two, yeah. two ties? Yeah. Two ties. Wow. That's, I know, I don't know the, like, new overtime rules, ties are a little more common. Maybe We usually see what, one or two a season now instead of what one or two a decade since before they changed them. But to have two in one week, that's not say. I'll give a shout-out to Jake Moody for that uh, last-second field goal to win for the uh, – for the Niners or over the Broncos, that was that was a fun game. Uh, catching a little bit of that. So, so as far as uh, football uh, stories, I, I heard Stefan Diggs is asking out of Buffalo. I heard that too. I'm like, I did too. And I, yeah. I'm like, really, guy? You know, he, he he talked his way out of Minneapolis, and and so he's a guy that thinks he's open on every single play. They they should they have to throw the ball to him every single time. The LeBron of football? What? Well, he's one of them. He's one of them, yeah. And and then the other story is uh, Trey Lance in, in San Francisco. Yeah. You know, was it last season when they named him the starter? Yeah. And, uh, and then he got uh, hurt? Yeah, Monty, String now. Yeah, Monty, I could uh, fill you in on that. Yeah, he played the – they're going forward with him to be the starter last year, but uh, – and then, yeah, second game of the season, horrible injury. Like, they didn't even know if he was going to make it in time to start training camp this year, but he managed to come through, and he saw his, like, him and Brock Pur- Purdy saw their first, both of them returning from injury, seeing their first significant playing time in, in week two of the preseason. But uh, And he had a pretty decent outing yesterday, too, but I guess the 49ers went ahead and announced they were more impressed with Sam Darnold and named him the backup to Brock Purdy. And they said Trey Lance will be third string, and from what I kind of looked into, some more of the current speculation going on, nothing official, but they're, they're thinking 
Niners will likely try to look to trade Trey Lance to get rid of that payroll, that huge, huge investment they made on him. Because if you remember a few years back, they the moved first, up a first few, round draft pick. Uh, what was that? I think it was number three. three. Like, uh, yeah, third third I, pick in the first round. Yeah, third. Yeah, like, and the Niners gave up a lot to move ahead in the yeah, draft to get him. But they gave a, gave away a lot. A, at least three number one yeah. picks and a number two and a number so, three. So so then this then then the story is is is. Of the two former ag school quarterbacks, which one is more likely to get a spot somewhere? Well, Trey Lance is Stick still is going to be. Trey Lance is just very unproven, just because of those untimely injuries. So. Well, and Carson Wentz, he isn't even on a team yet. And 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 the way they're talking is he he wants to still have a shot at the starter spot. He doesn't want to come in as a backup. Well, I think he I think he's figured he's only going to be a backup. Well. I guess being a backup, it sounds like from the speculation I saw, I don't know if anyone else has seen this, it sounds like maybe Trey Lance or Niners may be looking to trade him to the Vikings to have someone back up Kirk Cousins than to groom someone to be the new starter for next year because it sounds like this may be Cousins last year with the Vikings. Well, then that's the, but that's the thing is that the, the 49ers have so much uh, money invested in this kid that they don't want to give him away for like a seventh-round draft pick, but that's about what teams are offering when you're already announcing he's your third string quarterback behind Darnold, who's been in the league for like a decade already. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's so I, I don't they keep string quarterback on the roster. Boy, you know, that's, that, that's, that's, I, I have the same question, supersonic. I don't know. I, I think they try to put him on. I, I think they'd try to put him on the practice squad, but then somebody can pick him up off the practice squad. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I, yeah. But they have to pick up his salary if he's on the practice squad. Well, yeah. Then there might be some conditions where if your salary is at such a level that they can't put you on the practice squad either. I mean, depending on what's, what was, what's guaranteed and what is, he's more going to be on the trading block than he is going to be the practice squad. I guess the only other. But he's option. not going to be a starter. He's not going to be a starter anywhere. No, no. And, well, neither is Wentz. <laughs> either one of them. That's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, neither one of them will get a starter. The only other uh, preseason uh, storyline I had from last week, I don't know if anyone saw this, but uh, did you, you know, we're talking about, you know, it kind of goes back to what you're talking about with the Yankees, uh, in a dubious streak ending. Did you oh, hear about these? You had to bring that up again? But, no, there's some. And <laughs> these I started are, to really dislike you, Dan. I, I, I was saying this is a good segue because, no, there's some interesting, you know, again, this is only preseason, but there's some preseason uh, streaks that happened last. Well, the Vikings lost is now, I believe it's uh, nine or ten straight losses in a row for oh, the Vikings yeah. in yeah. preseason. It's it's just very interesting, but the Ravens on the flip side, they ended. Did you hear about their? Yeah, they lost. They haven't lost a preseason game since 2019. Yeah, they had a preseason winning streak of uh, 24 straight wins, but that ended to the Commanders last weekend there. So that that one is over. But again, just preseason. So, huh? Well, what do you think the Commanders will do this year now that the owner's gone? Not change their name back. <laughs> uh, they're talking about it. I don't think that's going to fly. Well, who's the ownership? You don't think so? Who's no. who was the ownership group again? I mean, isn't uh, it Josh Harris is the guy's oh. name? Wasn't and he owns the uh, Devils or something hockey? Oh yeah, he he's, owns a bunch of other squads. Yeah, s- several sports teams. Um, I want to say something in Philadelphia. Yeah, too. I think that Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies, the Devils, and and now possibly the the Red Commanders. Skins. I'm sorry. Did you just say the 
the owner that used to own the Redskins, now the Commanders, also owns a team called the Devils. No, no, the the, 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 the new guy that owns the Commanders because we we forced we forced out the the uh, misogyn- misogynistic uh, pose for us on the island owner. <laughs> Brought all the cheerleaders. Brought all the cheerleaders to like Jamaica or somewhere with all these rich business guys. Are you talking about Epstein? <laughs> no, they didn't go to Epstein. It wasn't. Island. Well, might as well have been. But, they, but that's but that's what they used. Dan Schneider was the guy's name, and the, they, there was a big push to get him ousted out of the uh, ownership group of the Washington Commanders, and they finally pushed him out. But by pushing him out, he bought the team for I don't know. Uh, like 150 100, million 150 million and they pushed him out and paid him 6 billion so so they really punished him by making him get rid of that team but they had the 6.05 yeah he was on at halftime or something yeah, yeah, yeah. 6.05 billion yeah and he, he had to make sure that that 05 had to get so so really he's like laughing his butt off all the way to the bank like who, like he cared, you know, if he holds that team anymore. Every time they force somebody out of ownership, all they do is end up because of the valuations of the teams today. They're making, well, even Michael Jordan in, in the Charlotte uh, Bobcats. Really? He, he he he's coming out of there with more money than he made playing basketball, and that's way more. Yeah, way more, like three hundred billion dollars, and, and like. Yeah, he's a loser. He couldn't. He couldn't. Yeah. He, he couldn't put a winning basketball team together in Charlotte. So they're calling him a loser. And I'm going. He's banking three hundred billion dollars. <laughs> okay, I'll take his loser. All I'll right, take I want to live like a loser. If that's a loser, yeah. No oh, shit. So, so I'm with you. <laughs> but, but anyway, no. Uh, so the ownership group that took over the Washington Commanders, though, uh, the guy also owns the hot devils hockey team and the uh, Phillies baseball team and probably a billion other pieces of property around the country. Um, so it's, it's more money than he knows what to do with it. Also, um, Dale, do you happen to have like uh, the schedule for this coming week? Yeah, it's on the flip side of that paper for that Raven has. So Raven, you want to, want to wrap off who's playing who, to, who this week? All right. And this is the final preseason game, right? Oh, hooray. Yeah, the new three-week NFL preseason. <laughs> All right. So Steelers versus the Falcons, uh, Thursday the 24th. Or all, yeah, first two games are on the 24th. So it's going to be the Steelers and the Falcons and then the Colts and the Eagles. On the 25th, it will be the Lions and the Panthers. Um, also the Patriots against the Titans, um, the Chargers versus the 49ers on the 26th, it will be the Cardinals and the Vikings. Um, also the bills against the bears, uh, the Browns against the chiefs. Uh, also on the 26th is the Seahawks and the Packers, uh, jets and giants, Bengals and Commanders. Still still that name thing gets me every time. All right, and then the Ravens versus the Buccaneers, uh, the Dolphins versus the Jaguars, Raiders versus the Cowboys, 
Rams and the Broncos, and then the Texans with the Saints. He disappeared again. Monty, Monty's a ghost. He disappeared. But, uh, you know, there's one other thing I wanted to make sure to bring up to Garrett here, too, before we wrap up here. Uh, uh, I think we're down to about our last 15 minutes or so here. But uh, we're kind of talking a little bit before the show. Uh, I, I was kind of looking on your social media just for some, maybe some various topics. And I think this is a cool thing that Central's trying to put together, a, a wall of fame. And I, I brought up a couple pictures of it there. You guys are, are uh, looking for uh, some donations there. Yeah, um, so I guess we have our wall of champions that we're trying to get in the wrestling room. Um, <clears throat> we're going through uh, Custom Stripes, one of our former assistant coaches who's now an assistant coach for the Knight Riders girls program, Brady Terrell. He is uh, making us banners, and we just want to get pictures up of all of our past state champions and i think i got a photo here i'm putting on the stream here now is this like a prototype or just like what you're looking for here for various like you know legends of central wrestling past right yeah i mean if you look on there, there there's some there's some definite legends uh like lewis litz he's clearly our first uh first ever state champion funny story about him his state champion medals actually hung up at central and it's the size of a dime uh <laughs> and, and uh and you have adrian simmons who went on to be a i believe I know he was at least a one-time All-American for UND. I think he was uh, a two-timer. Um, and uh, you have Vic Ames up there. That's Coach Ames's son. And he went on to wrestle for Army for a year. Um, and so, uh, there's yeah, there's just some legends up there. Uh, and then, oh, there's the new guys. So, uh, yeah, Andrew Kennedy, he's coaching football. And he's coming back to help me coach wrestling this year. Uh, he's teaching at Valley with me, TJ Poole, Bryce Fish, got to co- or, uh, wrestle with both those guys in high school, uh, Brady Terrell and Brody Defoe, got to coach both of them. Well, actually, I wrestled with Brady and coached Brady, but uh, uh, I, I've known Brady basically my entire life, and uh, it, it is just re- it's just a really cool thing, I think, and uh, it's just going to keep encouraging kids uh in the room you know we have they have a hall of fame for all sports then too we do have the we do have a hall of fame for all sports and we do have a central wrestling hall of fame which is a little bit different than this but we just want the state champions to be on display in the wrestling room um and because Alyssa johnson was on the uh boys roster for all four years we're actually going to make her a banner as well um and and put her up there too but i i just i just want kids to have a constant reminder of you know like what the pinnacle of of central wrestling is and who who those legends were and and give them something to strive for more you know boy red river would really have to have a big room for all their hockey championships wouldn't they yep not so much central right i want to say central probably has a couple more (laughs) i don't know no that's really such a good uh real good uh Uh awesome just thing that you know, just motivate inspiration and to drive future, just, you know, just pe- kids just to look at that and just be like, Hey, that could be me. You know, you know, they look, I mean, you know, that, I think that's so cool. Um, you know, if anyone's listening and I know you said you guys are, uh, uh, looking for donations, where can people go to look up to, to, to shoot donations Is it like social media or, or how to contact uh, central or central wrestling at. Yeah. Uh, people could get in contact with me on, uh, any of our social media sites, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and then I guess if you really wanted to go look on the staff directory for the, the, uh, Grand Forks public schools district and email me that way. But 
yeah, just get in contact through the social medias or email, and and uh, and I can point you in the right direction of how to uh, donate. And I can, make, I can make sure to throw in some of those social media links here in the show notes here too, so people can just look in the social the media posting for this podcast on video or audio to easy access there. Yeah, and uh, just just because we're talking about state champions, uh, give a little shout out to a kid that's put in quite a bit of work over the summer and uh, has a pretty decent shot of being on that wall by the end of the year. Uh, we have a middleweight coming back named Brendan Wing Kelly. He's a uh, two-time state placer and and uh, won a couple matches at Fargo Nationals this year. So, Very, very cool. Heck, yeah. yeah. Major props. Well, you got, any, you got any of those other kids that needs uh, to be recognized too? Some of them sitting back probably listening to Coach? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, right now our starting quarterback at Grand Fork Central, he's a wrestler, Noah Morkvi. Give him a little shout-out. Uh, uh, it's pretty fun watching him have success in, in football right now, and, and hopefully that carries over to wrestling. Uh, actually, a lot of my wrestlers are football players, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Caesar Cruz, he he was uh, at Fargo Nationals this summer with me too. Eric Stouter, he was uh, on the cadet national team for for Team North Dakota, um, and uh, we we've just got a really young team coming up. Like we we're gonna have probably about three eighth graders in our varsity lineup. But the thing about those three eighth graders. Uh, Reese Safratovich, Gabe Flores, and uh, Landon Dakota is they two of them have wrestled their entire lives, and one of them is just an absolute stud athlete. That uh, once he makes his way up to Central Football, he's he's going to be a name you guys will know in football too. Well, and, and you know now that you said that, one of the things uh, you uh, Dale, you, that first screen of the players from the Hall of Fame there. Um, the, 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 you got to go back to the old guys. Yeah, the old guys. The first, <laughs> the, the name that caught my attention it was uh, Bruce Simmers, and, and oh course, yeah. So back in the day, and, and of course, Bill and I are familiar with the Simmers boys. Um, you know, a couple of those guys played football down down at down that, south, yeah. down at that ag school uh, in South Dakota or wherever that is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they, they had some success down there. Right. Well, his nephew, Jack Simmers, is actually uh, one of our starting wide receivers for Central right now on, on the football team, too. And uh, un- unfortunately for us, he uh, didn't follow family traits and uh, played basketball. But, you know, he's a stud on the gridiron, and I know he's a stud on the uh, basketball court, too. So, Well, that's nice. Yeah. But, I think those Perone are one, one of those Perones is a doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. One of them's a doctor, and uh, the, then the other one's a priest, and uh, I can't remember what the third one's doing. But uh, you know, uh, Coach Ames, he he talks about all of his old wrestlers quite a bit, and uh, those are guys that get brought up quite a bit. You know, well, some well, some of, well, some well, of his I, I success Steve, stories. Steve Simmers is not a priest. Not Steve. <laughs> I, I do know that. You know that personally. <laughs> Calling people out. <laughs> Monty, we're about down to a little under, uh, down to a little under ten minutes left. Uh, final topics for the show to bring up. Well, you know, I I think I've run through most of my notes. Um, I, I one one of the things uh, was the uh, James Harden story with the, uh, you know, he was out in China. And he he called the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers a, a liar. Was it the owner or the GM? The owner, Maury. Was it the owner? The, the owner and and oh you know, boy, he got fined, didn't he? A hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand uh, dollar fine, which is 
about as steep as it gets in the NBA. Yeah, that's the highest I've heard. Yeah, and but but the thing about it was is he called the owner of the team a liar, which is and, and said he would never play for that guy again, and he's under contract. So you can't you you, you can't publicly come out and basically say you're going to breach your contract in, under the NBA uh, players union rules, right? And, right. And, and and so he does that, and they give him this hundred thousand dollar fine. But then, while he's over there in China, he's hawking wine, James Harden wine, and he sells like I don't know twenty thousand bottles of wine in a minute in China. So that hundred thousand dollar fine got paid for. Yeah. And 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 I'm like, I I don't know, you know, this this guy was a phenomenal scorer prior to the rule changes. You know, where, where I talked about him being the guy that used to get to do the little travel step back. Every time. Before he'd shoot the three-point shot. So he'd get to do this little foot shuffle. Oh, yeah. that's, that's now a travel, and it should have been a travel all the time. Plus, he also benefited from shooting 10 to 15 free throws a game because he would – Besides doing that little shuffle, he would throw himself into the defender. Yeah, a flop. And then they'd call the fall. They'd call the fall. And he doesn't get either of those plays anymore. And and and, and so, you know, his his offensive uh, prolific uh, abilities aren't there anymore. Plus, he comes into camp out of shape. Um, one of the things came up, um, Kevin McHale was his coach in Houston. Kevin and, and you know Kevin McHale is a hero out here in the wasteland of Dakota and 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 Minnesota, and he he um, Kevin McHale says that when he was in Houston, James Harden came in like at two hundred and eighty pounds, fat and out of shape because he wanted Kevin McHale fired, and they started out something like zero and seven, and Kevin McHale got fired. So anyway, I, I got to do this ad. Uh, River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner and a movie destination in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia packed restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's feature attractions are Blue Beetle, Strays, Jewels, Meg 2, The Trench, Last Voyage of the Demeter? Demeter. Demeter. I don't know what that is. Dale would know. Find a complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday specials, $5 movies all day long, and the 550 senior matinee specials on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Bill takes advantage of those. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, me too. So, uh, that's the end of that ad. What, what's up, Supersonic? Hey, I'm, uh, I'm thinking Mariners. I'm thinking Mariners. Yeah, I like where they're going. Hey, just one last thing. Did you see that catch last night from that kid from uh, the Diamondbacks? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't oh. see that either. Um, Man, this kid, center fielder from the Diamondbacks, look it up. Probably one. He reminded me of Griffin. I mean, it was one of the best catches I've ever seen in a long, long time. My buddy who's the groundskeeper there said it's the best catch he's ever seen at Diamondback Stadium. I mean, it was incredible. I'm gonna look, look, up, at, look up a highlight. Uh, Supersonic Steve, how many, how many more weeks it is until you're up here? Less than a month. Heck less yeah. than a month. 
Well, we're gonna we're so, we're gonna we're gonna show you all the all the hot spots in Grand Forks. <laughs> hey, just one thing. Uh, speaking about Central, my mom graduated from Central High School in Grand Forks. That's and right. Let's go. The problem with my grandfather did too. Whoa. So I got history. Hey. I, I, I got. Raven, Raven the high school is older than the state, so I mean, like, come on, history. Raven's, Raven's wrinkling her nose and, and 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 has a look of disgust. Supersonic. No, no, no. I wouldn't be We're surprised because all that school is is stairs. So you have to work hard just to get to class. So yeah, that's better true. than a maze, I guess. Ooh, no, I never went to school back there, but uh, anyway. Uh, there's history in the Bateman clan and Hagen. My mom's last name was Hagen, so there's some Hagens back there. I don't know how many played, left, but played few. football with a couple Hagens. Yeah, oh. tough kid. Yeah, yeah tough. there's some on the east side too. What well, one of them was the other one? Not so much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Money, I got. I got one uh, final, one dumb final note on the Ocho Sport News. Uh, just over this last week, uh, you know, I kind of like to bring it up jokingly this last month or so, but I'm rocking the Slam Ball hat because Slam Ball had their championship game a few days ago. I watched that on ESPN, and we'll give a shout out to the Mob beating uh, the Slashers in the final, seventy-two to forty-four. They're Series Six Slam Ball champions, and uh, they they announced that they're going to be bringing it back on ESPN next year. So, Slam Ball, super dumb, good fun if you want to watch it. The games only last like 25 minutes. It's Do like, we got any below zero yeah. notifications? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the players are pretty much body checking each other. The foul, dirty hits are almost allowed and it's like as close as you can get to real life NBA jam. It's it's super dumb fun and the games are super short and you can find all, all the archives on, on ESPN Plus or if you have on Hulu if you combine it that way. So I meant the below zero wrestling. Yeah, below zero wrestling. Also, that's a good plug for another <laughs> GFBS show. Uh, I guess they announced... Uh, well, G, uh, they got like five shows five coming shows up. coming up, man. For the first time, they'll be coming up in... Well, not Grand Forks, but the Grand Forks area. They're going to be in Laramore, Laramore, I believe, September 27th. 27th? Or the, I think 27th. It's the last Saturday of the month, I believe. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and... Tomorrow on GFBS, we are in re- on Iki Ichabod's Weird Wrestling. We did a, we'll be doing an interview with uh, their co-owner, Nick Stokey. And, uh, yeah, that, that'll be a lot of fun. Make sure to check it out. Get all the details on that show and their other upcoming shows. That'll be premiering at uh, 9 p.m. tomorrow night on GFBS. And, or just listen to the, the replay anytime, any, anywhere afterwards. Slam ball sounds like about the only basketball I can play. Uh, oh, yeah. North Coast start. One's their first game next week or this week. Next week, for who uh, do they open? They open up with like Drake. I think, yeah, I think it's Drake. I was looking at it. Yeah, and then they play Northern Arizona at home. Where? At home. Oh well, when's when's, could... when's the Potato Bowl? That should be Northern Arizona the second week. Is that when your daughter and family's coming home? That's when they're coming. Oh yeah, well it should be fun. I, we that's a Potato Bowl. We'll have to premiere that with. Yeah. Adam coming. Yeah, we'll have we'll have we'll have Western Colorado's head women's basketball coach in the in the house uh, that week. Uh, oh, nice, nice, nice. And and he'll fill us in on what's going on out there. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. I, I 
went pretty much went through every note I had. Wrestling coach over here, you got anything else to add? He did uh, a good job tonight. Yeah, no, well, yeah, he, he was he, very impressive. Yeah, I, I'd like to just give uh, one more shout out, Brian Safratovich. Thanks for all you do, buddy. You're the man. He's uh, going to be basically like my head assistant coach this year, and we co-head coach the Grand Forks Gladiators together. And I just really want to say thanks for all the work you put into Grand Forks wrestling. Um, and let's just keep the train rolling. Well, what What's the best way for, best way for people to look up and to keep up with Grand Forks Wrestling on social media? A certain platform you recommend the most? Uh, right now we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter with both GFC Wrestling and Grand Forks Gladiators. Uh, if anybody's interested in getting their kids involved in elementary school and in wrestling or uh, in middle school, uh, just contact us and, and we will help you find a way to get your kids there and, and get going, get rolling. Heck yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. No, thank you guys. This, this was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, it was really cool. First interview ever is the head coach goes to you guys. So appreciate well, you that. Thanks. Yeah. How about you? Super, su- yeah, Supersonic Steve, you got anything else to add tonight? Uh, one thing I will say regarding wrestlers, they're the, kids if they come into my office and fill in an application and they're a wrestler they're hired there you go work ethic yeah yep best kids i've ever met wrestlers man the tough kids appreciate that steve betcha all right have a good one talk to you next week we'll see you steve all right, and then the legend Bill over here you got anything else you want to touch on you Uh, pick on my yankees another minute or two or no I think, I think I'm done. All right. And then the delightful Raven over here. I got nothing. At least she doesn't pick on my Yankees. But that's I, I don't have anything else. Uh, Dale, what do you got? Uh, looking forward to World of Outlaws at River City Speedway tomorrow night. So oh, that'll yeah. be a lot of fun. And, and, then, so. and then they'll be in Fargo the following night. Yep. Fargo on Saturday night at Red River uh, Valley Speedway. So, yeah, it should be a good weekend of racing. And, uh, yeah, good weekend of sports. Last preseason week of football. So, yeah, I think we're ready to send us home, Monty. I'm ready to send us home. So... Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Fork Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday night at 6.30 right here on Grand Fork's Best Source, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and now partnered on Millions. Find our past shows by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media apps. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on top of the GFBS, GFBestSource.com website. That's all for today. We'll see you next week.